Yes, a very good evening to you on Radio Veritas, and welcome to the program As the Sun Sets. A great favorite of so many of you out there sitting at home in your wheelchairs or sitting at home just waiting for this program which you love so much. But some of you are traveling home from work. Do drive carefully, get home safely. But a very warm welcome to the program which is the evening prayer of the church. Let's ask the Lord to be with us as we begin asking, O oh God, come to our aid. O oh Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. I'm only human I'm just a man Lord, help me believe in what I can be And in all that I am Show me the stairway I have to climb Lord, for my sake, teach me to take One day at a time one day at a time, see Jesus, that's all I'm asking from you. Just give me the strength to do every day what I have to do. Yesterday's gone, sweet Jesus, and tomorrow It's worse now than then Cheating and stealing Violence and crime Lord, for my sake Teach me to take One day at a time One day Today, show me the way 
You cannot serve both God and wealth. Psalm 48, a psalm about the uselessness of riches. Hear this, all you peoples. Give heed, all who dwell in the world. Men both low and high, rich and poor alike. My lips will speak words of wisdom. My heart is full of insight. I will turn my mind to a parable, and with the harp I will solve my problem. Why should I fear in evil days the malice of the foes who surround me? Men who trust in their wealth and boast of the vastness of their riches. For no man can buy his own ransom or pay a price to God for his life. The ransom of his soul is beyond him. He cannot buy life without end, nor avoid coming to the grave. He knows that wise men and fools must both perish and leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their homes forever, their dwelling place from age to age, though their names spread wide through the land. In his riches, man lacks wisdom. He is like the beasts that are destroyed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. You cannot serve both God and wealth. Store up treasure for yourselves in heaven, says the Lord. This is the lot of those who trust in themselves, who have others at their beck and call. Like sheep they are driven to the grave, where death shall be their shepherd, and the dust and the just shall become their rulers. With the morning their outward show vanishes, and the grave becomes their home. But God will ransom me from death and take my soul to himself. Then do not fear when a man grows rich, when the glory of his house increases. He takes nothing with him when he dies. His glory does not follow him below. Though he flattered himself while he lived, men will praise me for all my success. Yet he will go to join his fathers, who will never see the light any more. In his riches, man lacks wisdom. He is like the beasts that are destroyed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Store up treasure for yourselves in heaven, says the Lord. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive glory and honor. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. 
And worthy are you, O Lord, to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed men for God from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You have made us a kingdom and priests to our God, and we shall reign on earth. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive glory and honor. Our Gospel reading this evening is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 9 verses 32 to 38. A man was brought to Jesus, a dumb demoniac. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb man spoke, and the people were amazed. Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel, they said. But the Pharisees said, it is through the prince of devils that he casts out devils. Jesus made a tour through all the towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing all kinds of diseases and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he felt sorry for them because they were harassed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, The harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. Well, the Gospel this evening is really the, the last part of the application of the Sermon on the Mount, on the mountain, that Jesus gave. We're now going to go on to the next part of the Gospel, which is um, not the Sermon on the Mount, but the Sermon on the, on the, the, the mission of, of Jesus that is going to be um, talking, talking around and encouraging his disciples to be aware of. So it's another portion, another section of the Gospel today. But Matthew takes this um, uh, incident out of the life of Jesus once again to encourage his disciples. Because in the year 80 when he was writing, it wasn't an easy time. They were struggling. They were wrestling with the authorities at the time. And many people were discontent and discouraged and so on and really felt down in the dumps. <laughs> they thought, we know all the promises of Jesus. Has it really come to anything at all? And so Matthew is really writing to them to give them some encouragement. And even at the time, even though Matthew might have been doing all this sort of thing, at the time of Jesus, 
The Pharisees were criticizing Jesus and saying that he's, yes, he's driving out evil spirits and demoniacs and all that sort of thing, but it's, he's doing it under the influence of Beelzebub. So the Pharisees were really trying to get at Jesus in this way. But Jesus is undeterred. He has one thing in mind, that is to proclaim the good news, to proclaim the kingdom of God, to bring about the kingdom of God. And what he's doing is bringing into the kingdom all those people who have faith, who trust in him, but above all, to bring into the kingdom all those who are marginalized, those who've been living on the peripheries, like the dumb demoniac. He'd have been living on the mountainside, for example, away from the people because people would have been afraid of demoniacs, for example. And so Jesus cures the demoniac, he drives out the evil spirit and brings the man back into the lifeblood, into the community, into the people of Israel. And then he goes around proclaiming the good news. You see, Jesus made a tour through all the towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing. Teaching, proclaiming, and curing. And I think that's really, in summary, what the work of the church is. It's to preach the good news, yes, to teach the gospel, to teach the truth to people, and to drive out evil spirits, and to, clean, and to, to, to bring people healing, to free people of their diseases and their sicknesses. And of course, it's disease and sickness that kept people away from the community. So Jesus cures people and brings them back into the community. And then Matthew turns his attention to Jesus, his attitude, his disposition at the time. He says that Jesus um, felt sorry for the people. And you know, this is such a, a cheap way of saying it, that Jesus felt sorry for the people. The, the Hebrew word for that emotion is chesed, and it's a very deep emotion. It's not just, oh, shame, I feel sorry for you. It's not that at all. It's Jesus putting himself into the moccasins of people. It's Jesus saying, uh, Jesus, Jesus having a gut feeling for people. It's something that's really, really deep down in the very depths of his being. That's what it means when it says, when Matthew says, Jesus felt sorry for the crowds. He puts himself into their position, and he feels their being out at sea, so to speak. He feels them being lost, being marginalized. He feels in the very depths of his being, he feels their hopelessness and so on. So he sees the crowds, he feels sorry for them. He's, he has this deep feeling, this chesed, this Hebrew concept, because they were harassed and dejected. Just as the time in, at the time of Matthew, the people were harassed and dejected. And that's why Matthew takes out of the life of Jesus this incident. And he says to his own disciples in the year 80, listen, remember, even in the day of Jesus, people felt harassed and dejected, just as you felt harassed and feel harassed and dejected. They felt like sheep without a shepherd. You're feeling exactly the same way, like sheep without a shepherd. And then he says, quite simply, the harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. And so that's the bottom line of the gospel today, where Jesus is encouraging us to pray, to pray that there will always be pastors, that there will always be shepherds, 
people who are really concerned, people who put themselves into the shoes of people who are suffering, people who will feel in the very depths of their being, feel for people, and not just say, these are the laws, you must obey the laws, otherwise you're going to be cast out and so on. That's what the Pharisees were doing with the people in the day of Jesus. Whereas Jesus feels with them, he sees the little people, he sees the the, uh, the widows and the orphans and he, he, the, the people who are lame and crippled, the people who are marginalized. He feels with them, he walks with them, he encourages them, and he brings them into the community. But what he's saying ultimately is that, that we need good pastors to continue this work that he's doing. And there's only one way we can do that, and that's to ask our Father in heaven, the Lord of the, of the manor, so to speak, ask the Lord of the harvest, to send laborers to his harvest. So let's never tire from asking the Lord to send us shepherds, to send us pastors, to send us priests and sisters and brothers. Why? Just that we might always have priests, brothers and sisters? No, but that we might have people, dedicated people, committed people, good people. Yes, we so often are aware of the bad ones, aren't we? The bad eggs, the abusers, the people who, 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 who lie on their beds and have no concern for the sheep, no concern for the people at the door, lots of people like that, yes, of course. But let's pray that we might have some really good, committed priests, brothers, sisters, deacons, and so on, who will really be concerned for God's people. And that's what really lies at the heart of Jesus' request. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. Why? so that we might seek out those who are lost, that we might bring hope to those who are hopeless, that we might bring healing to those who are lonely and desperate and sick and so on. So there's so much to do in the people of God. So let's ask the Lord of the harvest truly to send committed laborers to the harvest, people who will truly be committed, who will feel as Jesus felt sorry for the crowds, this deep down chesed, this deep down gut feeling that Jesus had for the people, may we too have people like that. Pastors, priests, who have this very, very deep compassion for God's people. And it's only when we have that that we're going to be able to touch the lives of people and bring them healing. So that's my prayer for us this morning. And I pray that that will too, that too will be your prayer. Of course, it's not morning, it's evening. And so we pray. You will give me the fullness of joy in your presence, O Lord. I will find happiness at your right hand forever. You will give me the fullness of joy in your presence, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. You will give me the fullness of joy in your presence, O Lord. Do great things for us, O Lord, for you are mighty, and holy is your name. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. 
The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Now do great things for us, O Lord, for you are mighty, and holy is your name. Now Christ is the shepherd of his flock. He loves and cares for his people, and so we turn to him in trust and say, Lord, we need your care. In Christ our Lord, you are pastor of all the ages. Protect our bishops, Duncan and Booty, and all the pastors of your church. Be with those who are persecuted for their faith, and those cut off from the support of the church. Good Shepherd, in their pain and isolation, may they know your care. And bring healing to the sick. Give nourishment to the hungry. And we remember those who make our laws and those who apply them. Lord, give them wisdom and discernment. Gather the flock for which you laid down your life and bring home to their father's house all who have died in your peace. And as we move forward to our elections, we pray for peaceful elections, elections which are just, free and fair and that the people might surely obtain and have the leaders that they are voting for. And then we pray, Lord, that whoever is voted in as the leaders in the municipalities throughout our country, may they be compassionate, may they be people who exercise their ministry or their life and their work with justice, with real concern for the needs and the lives of people. May they truly be leaders, not just in name, but in fact, from the very depths of their being. Your, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the day and yours the night, Lord God. Let the sun of justice shine so steadily in our hearts that we may come at length to that light where you dwell eternally. And we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always.
The one and only, yes, John Michael Talbot, and singing for us that very beautiful hymn, I Will Raise Him Up. Well, it comes to you at the, uh, as we end our evening prayer this evening. It's always lovely being with you at the end of the day. I hope you enjoyed just spending the last half hour with me. It's always lovely being with you as the sun sets, as we turn our attention to the Lord and simply thank the Lord. But let's always remember to thank the Lord for having chosen you and me. I always love the words of Jesus who says, Remember, I have chosen you. You haven't chosen me. And that gives me great comfort because, my goodness, he's chosen me. Why me? Why me? Why me? I suppose we all say that. But he has chosen us and he'll use us with all our brokenness, our weakness, our strengths, our gifts and talents to proclaim the good news of the kingdom and to bring joy and hope to people and to bring into the kingdom, to bring into the people of God all those who often so feel so left out, out in the cold. So I wish you a wonderful evening. It's out cold out there in the evenings nowadays, but thank you for joining me. Do stay tuned to Radio Veritas and know how much we appreciate your um, support. We value your prayers, we value your financial support, and I want to say a big thank you to those of you who do support us financially, really because without you, we cannot survive. But maybe you've never supported us yet and you would like to do that. Let me give you our banking details, just that you might like to maybe drop in something at some stage. All right, here we go. It's Ned Bank, and the branch is Cresta. 191305 is the branch code, 191305, and the account number is 1913-296-067, 1913-296-067. Well, there it is. Have a wonderful evening. I'll be back with you again tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock with Matins. And so from me now, Father Emil, goodbye and God bless.